A new special counsel for a new witch hunt? But is Trump really the target? By Brian Cates. Weird things happened in the run-up to Donald J. Trump's big announcement last week at his Mar-a-Lago resort. It wasn't just that Trump delayed the big announcement for a whole week after having told everyone to make sure they watched his last Ohio rally on Monday, November 7th, the night before the big 2022 midterm elections. After making sure the media and a lot of attention was centered on him in Ohio, Trump then announced he'd delay the big revelation until the following Tuesday, November 15th. Speculation ran rampant as to why Trump decided to delay this huge announcement, whatever it was, for a week. But then, something exceedingly weird happened just a few hours before Trump's long-anticipated announcement at Mar-a-Lago. The strange false flag that wasn't. Can it really be considered a false flag if it didn't work and was almost instantly exposed? I'm sure it's only a weird coincidence that just four hours before Trump's scheduled announcement, the current CIA director just happened to be in Ukraine as President Volodymyr Zelensky's military fired a missile into Poland, with Zelensky loudly accusing the Russians of having done it. That led to around eight hours of the usual suspects all furiously trying to get their cool new false flag off the ground and failing. It almost instantly went viral on social media with pictorial evidence that the missile in question was Ukrainian and not Russian. Which is weird. Because if you were going to try to pull off a competent false flag with any real legs, wouldn't you go to the trouble of actually getting your hands on a Russian missile and firing it off into the targeted NATO country? They couldn't be bothered to get a Russian missile. They were lazy or something and just hoped nobody would actually examine and publicize the actual model of the ordinance they fired into Poland. Say, is this a good time for me to point out that perhaps the deliberate shooting down of the Malaysian jetliner MH17 in 2014 in Ukraine, where everyone pretty much bought into the narrative that the Russians did it, should be re-examined? Perhaps it's just my clever and suspicious mind at work. But was this event with a Ukrainian missile orchestrated to try to preempt whatever it was these goons were afraid Trump might reveal that night at Mar-a-Lago. If that was an attempted false flag, what does it say about the deep state's current narrative control that they can't even keep the truth from coming out for one 24-hour news cycle at this point? Were some people... That scared, Trump was going to drop something major at Mar-a-Lago on the night of the 15th, that they'd resort to these kinds of tactics? A new special counsel emerges. So Trump announced the night of Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago that he is officially running for U.S. president in 2024. And just three days later, on Friday, November 18th, 
Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the appointment of a new special counsel to investigate Trump-related matters. While everybody was picking through Smith's biographical information and cherry-picking just the political info that the clickbait people always click about, nobody but me and commentators like Just Human seem to be picking the big marker about the guy that everybody else is passing over and ignoring. He's the most experienced war crimes prosecutor currently at the Department of Justice. The Washington Examiner, in its report on Smith's appointment, makes bare mention of this in its opening sentence of its report before skipping over to all the juicy political info they want to get to. Quote, Attorney General Merrick Garland selected Jack Smith, a war crimes prosecutor at The Hague, to be special counsel and investigate former President Donald Trump. I have more than a few questions about this latest development. For one thing, in a DOJ full of top-flight hotshot lawyers who'd give their right arm for a chance to hang the golden scalp on their belt and firmly secure their place in the world history books, why did Attorney General Merrick Garland choose a war crimes prosecutor to handle this investigation? What war crimes has Trump been involved in, even according to wild, hairy-assed rumor? Trump has no war crimes he can possibly be accused of that I know of. Instead of getting the United States involved in any new conflicts, Trump spent his term in office ending conflicts either started or prolonged by his predecessors. So, what exactly would Trump be targeted over if indeed he's the target? Let's explore that thought. Could it be Trump is targeted over Ukraine? The perfect phone call was extensively investigated and examined during the first impeachment and the subsequent Senate trial, which resulted in Trump's acquittal. So, it's highly unlikely any new Ukraine evidence emerged at this late date that's going to cause any real problems for Donald Trump. Is Trump the target due to the January 6th quote-unquote insurrection? The best interpretation that can be had is that Smith is going to be investigating Trump for supposedly fomenting, encouraging, and maybe even supposedly directing an insurrection against the United States government while he was still president in the events surrounding the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol building. But a congressional committee has been exhaustively investigating the supposed January 6th insurrection for almost two years at this point, complete with a new commission that has been holding hearings, many of them televised, over the past 11 months. If any real evidence had been found tying Donald Trump to a chargeable crime over the past two years of this intensive and very public investigation, it stands to reason we'd have seen it by now. Not to mention this highly politicized congressional investigation has been aided and abetted in its targeting of Trump and his associates, such as Roger Stone, Stephen Bannon, Peter Navarro, and several others, by an extensive mainstream media campaign replete with the usual fake leaks proclaiming smoking gun evidence has just been obtained and the walls are closing in on Trump 
at last. Does anyone really think if Liz Cheney and her cohorts on the January 6th committee actually had any smoking gun evidence proving Trump had committed a crime, they'd have produced it as fast as they possibly could? And even if there had been some attempt to hold back a smoking gun and hide it for any length of time, it would have been leaked out in short order. Does it not stretch credulity to believe that the anonymous sources who leaked fake gotcha at last stories to the press for two years would be able to successfully zip their lips when they finally got their hands on the real thing? So, you're going to hear rumors this J6 committee got the goods at last against the most investigated man in the world after years of desperately searching for it, and they're handing that evidence off to a special counsel so he can prosecute Trump for them. Did Garland get boxed in via the special master appointment? But if a guy running for president tricks you into taking something from him and it's entered into evidence via a special master appointed by a federal judge in Florida, that would explain why a special counsel has to be appointed to investigate whatever it was that Trump had in those boxes at Mar-a-Lago. What I suspect is happening here is that once Special Master Raymond Deary got a look at the documents seized from Mar-a-Lago, he made a request of the Attorney General, a request that Garland couldn't refuse. And that request led to the selection of an experienced war crimes prosecutor to handle the investigation of the crimes those explosive documents from the Mar-a-Lago raid exposed. Was the Black Hat faction inside the FBI tricked into literally handing the evidence to a special master and now a special counsel that is going to expose massive crimes committed under previous U.S. presidents, as well as the current one. The elephant in the room is, of course, if Trump really is the target here, that the deep state has had no problem whatsoever investigating investigations of Trump based on hoaxes or even no evidence at all. After all, my entire journalistic career was launched on the basis of the Russiagate scandal, I know this better than anybody. We already saw one special counsel investigation run its course that was based on hoaxes targeting Trump, hoaxes that turned out to have been invented and propagated in the news media by the Hillary Clinton Dirty Tricks Squad. That was the Robert Mueller special counsel, which ran for 22 months, and in the end, didn't find any evidence of any chargeable crimes. The closest Mueller's office came to charging Trump with a crime was based on a novel and convoluted reading of an obstruction of justice statute that was so weak, Mueller's own team declined to file the charge against Trump themselves. Instead, as everyone will recall, Mueller and Andrew Weissman punted that decision upstairs to then-Attorney General William Barr and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. At the time, A.G. Barr remarked, 
how absolutely flabbergasted he was that Mueller's team wouldn't do its job and make its own charging decision. Then he and Rod tossed the charging decision in the trash basket and went out for beer and pizza. Durham's job is only one quarter finished. I don't know who needs to hear this, but one of the biggest reasons for the appointment of the John Durham Special Counsel was to investigate exactly how the Robert Mueller Special Counsel ended up being launched based on fake shit that came straight from the Clinton campaign. And how some of this fake shit that came straight from the Clinton campaign ended up in a FISA warrant targeting the Trump campaign for federal surveillance. Would they really dare launch a second special counsel to investigate Trump based on fake shit when John Durham hasn't even finished his investigation of the first special counsel that was launched based on fake shit? It's a valid question. All Durham has done so far is dig into the nuts and bolts of how Clinton's dirty tricks squad at Fusion GPS and Perkins Coie got the fake shit to the FBI and the CIA via two trials. Thus far, he's rolled back the curtain and shown how both the Steele dossier and the Alpha Bank hoaxes were constructed, who put them together, who brought them to the feds. While the question of what happened with the Alpha Bank hoax once Perkins Coie power lawyer Michael Sussman handed it off to the FBI on behalf of his clients at the Clinton campaign was gone over in some detail during Sussman's trial, a brief investigation was started that didn't go anywhere and was soon shut down, that's as far as Durham has gone to this point. Exactly what? The FBI did with the Steele dossier once it was given to the agency never came up during the Danchenko trial. That trial focused on the FBI's interviews of Danchenko and the perjury he engaged in as the agents asked him questions about it. The question of how the Steele dossier's fake shit ended up being placed in a FISA warrant and then presented to the FISA court for approval has not been explored at trial by the Durham special counsel who put the fake shit in the warrant, who signed off on it as the Adriana swearing to the FISA judges that the information in the warrant was true and correct to the best of their knowledge, who took steps to renew it three times, even after agents had interviewed Danchenko and Steele multiple times and knew they were not being truthful. None of these questions has been answered by the Durham Special Counsel, at least not publicly at this point. I understand some people believe these questions never will be answered by John Durham or by anybody else, but I am not one of them. While a lot of media commentators are confidently pontificating that the Danchenko trial was the end of the entire Durham affair and that the elderly prosecutor is now spending his days taking his own sweet, sweet time writing his final report, I've made it very clear I don't think that's what's happening. The next story in the chapter of the Durham Special Counsel investigation is not going to be Durham rolling out his final report. I'm the guy who got it right. From November of 2020 all the way through August of 2021, as everybody else confidently said, Biden and Garland had shut Durham down. 
Just keep that in mind. I'm used to being the lone voice in the wilderness, the cold, logical analyst who doesn't allow emotions or impatient expectations to color his analysis. By July of 2021, the Epic Times was getting angry letters demanding they fire me for continuing to write that the Durham's special counsel office hadn't ended its investigation and indictments were coming. But I was right then, and I'm still convinced I'm right now. We'll see what happens.